It's back for his 16th season. It's What Would You Do on ABC. I'm not exaggerating. I love this show. It's on my DVR. We watch every single one of them. I'm super jazzed because John Quinones is the ABC News correspondent and host of What Would You Do. And he is with us live this afternoon. Uh, John, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for making some time for us. Yes, John. Thank you for having me on. This is great. I love Wisconsin. So it's great to be on your show. Do you ever get nervous when you go through these scenarios where people are kind of confronted with dilemmas, then they're required to either take action or they kind of walk by and mind their own business, and you're the guy who gets to come out and kind of gently ask them why they behaved the way that they did? Do you ever get nervous? Yeah, yeah. i got to be really, really gentle when I come out. And I'm a big guy. It's hard for me to be gentle, but I think people see right through me, and they, they see me for who I am. And I hope that they've respected me after all these years as a journalist and know that I'm simply trying to shine the light on injustice and bullying. And I want to hear why they did or didn't do what they did. And, of course, they have every right. I don't judge. They have every right to have reacted to the scene they just witnessed uh, the way they want to. So I, um, it's, but, but, yes, let's say somebody's really fired up. And uh, they're yelling, and we know we have to end it right now because it might get physical. Yeah, it's a little nerve-wracking to go out there. Also because I want them to make sure that they will sign a release and uh, that allows us to use their reaction on television. Because if they don't, then we can't use their response. So that's the other thing you got to worry about. Now they're so fired up, so angry that they're, and I'm telling you now, you were caught on hidden camera. That's even worse. Um, they may not want to sign the release, and that would negate everything that happened in that particular scene. So I have to be very nice and very gentle. John, how do you and the team come up with the scenarios? I'm I'm amazed. 16 seasons of it and coming up with new things every single time. How does that process work? I got to tell you, John, when we started, I thought we'd we'd run out of ideas. I mean, how many can you do about 16 years ago? But somehow uh, it's it's lived and... uh, here we are uh, in our 16th season, and we've done a thousand different uh, scenarios. Uh, we come up with the ideas by watching what's going viral on social media, like by watching, you know, what Washington is doing about certain issues. We ask people um, on TikTok and on Instagram and on, you know, Twitter to send in ideas of the shows they want to see. Uh, that's a great fountain of, of, of ideas. Uh, people approach me directly. And then, of course, we brainstorm. We sit around an office and we throw ideas at the wall, and then we decide which ones might work. And there is no shortage, I'll tell you. We, we've, uh, I think the sky's the limit with this show. I think it can live on forever. Um, it really can, because uh, just there's so much happening out there. And sometimes we'll twist the scenario and we'll do the same one we did in New York, for example, uh, this Sunday night, we're doing a scenario on a homeless uh, woman at a restaurant who's kicked out of the restaurant by a bartender who says she's dirty, she's smelly, she doesn't have any money, she, this isn't a soup kitchen, she's got to go elsewhere. If you witness that, what, would you step in and help the homeless woman? We had done that scenario uh, before, but with a man. So sometimes we tweak it a little bit, or we'll do the same scenario on abortion, in New York, but then what if we try it in Texas or Oklahoma in a more conservative saying, setting? Will people react differently? And they do. And uh, so we, that's how we often 
you know, change what we've already done. But we keep coming up with ideas. I mean, this Sunday, Kamal Bell will be doing a scenario on, uh, you know, a, a black woman who is asked by her employee to straighten her hair in order by employer to, to, to get the job. If you see someone telling, uh, you know, an African-American woman to, to, to change her hair for the job, would you step in and would you say anything? ABC's John Kinyonis is with us. The show is What Would You Do? John, what I like about the show so much is I like the ones that are heartwarming. So often I find the show and we get fired up watching you in some of these scenarios. But then you have a scenario where it just warms your heart and melts your heart and gives you this sense of, yeah, we're all in this together and we really do try to take care of each other. Do you find more pleasure from the ones where you confront bad and you can get kind of assertive or where your heart melts a little bit? Oh, where my heart melts. I'm with you. You know, uh, there are many times where we're, we're filming and I'm behind the scenes and I'm tearing up because real people who have no idea that they're on hidden camera are saying some wonderful things or are stepping in and doing some wonderful wonderful things. Last, you know, in one of the upcoming scenarios, we have a country music star in Nashville trying to make it. A pretty girl, 20, 20 years old, got a guitar, meeting with her agent, and uh, he tells her, well, I can introduce you to all the right people. I'm going to make you a star. But tonight, you have to come to my hotel room. Uh, if you overhear that, would you warn this young lady with stars in her eyes not, not to go home with him? And uh, some beauty, you know, a lot of people didn't do anything. But I tell you, women who are, by the way, more apt to get involved than guys. One woman jumped in when the guy went to the, to the men's room. She said, come with me. She grabbed the guitar and she ran down the street with this girl, threw her in her pickup. And she was going to take her home to safety. We have to chase her through the streets uh, because it touches you so deeply. I, I love that. It's the, uh, it's the ultimate test of character. And, uh, you know, I love seeing that come out because silence is complicity. When you witness something wrong, an injustice, whether it's that, somebody trying to hit on a, you know, a young, uh, vulnerable woman, or you see racism or bullying or spousal abuse and you do nothing, you know, that says a message that that kind of behavior is okay, and it's not. John, have you been able to pick up any trends? When the show started, did you find people were more willing to get involved or to speak up when they see injustices? Or I just feel like we're in our phones so much, and we're all kind of in our own little world with headphones, and you're staring at your phone as you walk, and you know, maybe not you don't notice as much. Do you see that as well, or, or are people still willing to step up and get involved? Great point. Great point. Yeah, we are distracted. Uh, we did a piece. We did a scenario in the gym, where this guy, a, a gym creep, was taking video and pictures of a young woman working out, and and there we saw, you know, at the gym, everyone's wearing you know, earbuds or headphones, right? And to a person, every single person in there takes out one of the earbuds to see to to hear what's going on, uh, and they get involved. What we've seen also is that people are more bold. It seems like over the last few years, they've become more emboldened to say the most god-awful things. Uh, it's like they've been given permission to resort to their darkest impulses. And sometimes, even if they know they're being filmed by someone else, they will lash out. That change I've seen. Um, but, you know, and too often they don't want to get involved. And the problem is, we're all waiting, it seems, for someone else to step in. 
But what we've also found is that when someone does, then other people join in. So that's how, how important it is for one of us. It doesn't matter who among us say something or do something. We're not suggesting that people become physically involved because, yes, how many times have you heard that the Good Samaritan was hurt or stabbed or shot because they got involved? But we all have cell phones from a safe distance. We can call 911. Or quietly, we can approach the manager at that restaurant and say, you know, what's going on at that table doesn't sit well with me. You know, you should check it out. We have to speak up, again, because silence is complicity. Hey, John, have you ever filmed in Wisconsin? No, uh, we haven't. And I just looked it up. Every state has a law about whether we can film there uh, based on privacy laws. Some states have what they call a two-party consent law that says if any if anyone records you, no one can report you in the privacy of your own home and your car. Where there's an expectation of privacy, nowhere in this country can somebody film you. That's why we film in public places. Because at restaurants, for example, whatever you and I are saying at a dinner, the people in the next table might well hear it, right? And so there's no expectation of privacy. Uh, but some states say, have a one-party consent law that says, only one of us needs to know if I'm filming you in a public place, and that's me. So we can film in those places. But other states like Florida and California have a two-party consent state law that says that you both you both have to know that you're being recorded before you start recording. So it's not like you could do it and then say, can I have your permission? No, no, no. It's against the law in some states. But Wisconsin, we can do it. So, yeah. Maybe that'll be up for the next season. I hope so. John Kinionis, the host yeah. of What Would You Do? Check it out on Sunday on ABC. John, it's always great to catch up. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you, John.